Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, today I'm going to share with you a trading plan review. This is something that we do on a regular basis in our Monday Q&A sessions where traders submit their trading plan. We go through it. We analyze it. We give feedback. Then they go back to work. They come back and, and keep repairing it until they got it the way they want in today's podcast, I'm going to specifically share with you the session where we talked a little bit about the pre-backtesting phase, which is the, the phase and the, the work that you want to do before you dig into the actual testing and also talk about when to go live and, and kind of throw out a few different ideas, kind of a, a longer term idea going live once you have all the work done or perhaps going live and you have a portion of the work done and kind of the, the pros and cons of both. So hope you guys enjoy. If you have any comments, leave them where I guess wherever you can leave comments at for podcasts. Check it out. Step two, create a trading plan and create rules for his pullback setup. He needs to make sure that they're as detailed as possible. After that, he wants to go through some random Forex charts, do his eye test and train himself on the strategy. Now, the eye test is very important, right? He said this would be similar to back testing, but not as detailed. Just recording wins and losses and how much to trade won and lost. This is something I do all the time in my strategy development, right? Is before I do my detailed back test, which is very tedious and time consuming, I want to give myself the, 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 as much confidence as I can have that what I'm testing actually works, right? Uh, Kevin says, do I test on major pairs, not random? Um, are, are you, you're asking me? Random. Yeah. Well, I don't see any reason to stick with the majors. No. I think we have this false kind of idea that the major pairs are better performing pairs. Um, I don't think there's any statistics that, that actually tell you that's true. Um, so I, I, you don't necessarily need to start with majors. Start with random whatever pairs you want unless unless you have designated pairs that you know you won't trade like if you know for some reason like hey i i don't trade the the, the russian pairs for some reason or chinese pairs or you something like that yeah pick pick any close your eyes you know put it on a dartboard throw a dart at it pick pick any pairs yeah um spread yeah well spread isn't spread may not be a factor for everyone right Spread may not spread spread may not be a factor, and right. So for, so first of all, spread may not be a factor because we all have different spreads, and and how we look at the spread is going to be different, right? Um, someone may look at a four pip spread or a five pip spread and say, "Man, that's too much. I would never trade that." Others may look at a five pip spread and say, "I, I don't care at all," right? I've got a five pip spread on pound yen that doesn't bother me at all. Now, if you know from experience, like, hey, New Zealand yen has a 13 pip spread and I would never trade that, then that's a different story if you have something crazy. But that's going to be different depending on your broker. Like, I've never seen a 13 pip spread in my life or a 17 pip spread. So it's like, I don't personally have to deal with that. Um, 
if I did, I, I that's probably one of the pairs, like I mentioned earlier, that I know I would never trade. More importantly, like George mentioned, is right now the spread isn't even a concern, right? Because you're not trying to acquire data to tell you what pairs to trade at this point. During your pre-backtesting phase, you're just trying to prove a concept, right? You're trying to say, hey, I have this idea, this, this hypothesis, and I want to see if it works or not. And, and that's, that's the only reason we're tracking wins and losses because you want to see percentage because there are going to be floors for how much of a win percentage you, you want to have based on you. And you want to see how much money it makes, right? Does it make, does it produce profit? So this is just proving a concept and training your RAS, proving a concept, training your RAS and trying to discover any hidden questions that you may have. So like any weird moments in the market where it's like, huh, haven't seen that before. I probably need a rule to address that or huh, what if it does this? How do I handle that situation? Right. We, we want to achieve all of that before going into our actual backtesting. That way, we don't have to go through our backtesting multiple times. You're probably going to have to go through backtesting multiple times anyway, but you don't want to have to restart like 80 times like I did when I, when I first started trading. Yep. So I wouldn't worry about the spread. Um, again, like if, if there's a pair you know you would never trade, and I would guess if you have a, a 17 pip spread on something, then that just wouldn't even be in your kind of, your kind of basket of pairs to test. You can take that out. Um, but yeah, you just majors, minors, um, doesn't doesn't really matter. Um, do, 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 do. Dennis says I have a 17, 17 pip spread on some of my setups. That's only at 10 p.m. Generally between one and two pips. Yeah, well, and and so that's different. The the um the rollover spread is going to be a little bit different than your regular spread. So we're talking about regular spreads. There's always going to be an increase in spread during the rollover, and that's when markets close, the markets open. So for me, it's it's 5 p.m. So. The rollover is when one day, you know, although Forex is 24 hours, there are periods where it goes from technically one day to another. So at 5 p.m. is a technical close of one trading day and the opening of another. So spreads do get weird during that time. Um, I'm never trading during that time anyway, so it doesn't really make too much of a difference. But we're talking about kind of your normal your normal spread that you would, you would take on here. So do the eye test, pick random pairs. Um, Track to see if uh, my plan is repeatable and if anything comes up that I need to add or, or, or whatnot. Step four, once he's satisfied with his eye test and developing kind of those basic rules for his plan, then he's going to begin backtesting, right? He's going to look at all 28 pairs and will look to backtest each pair for five years. He'll test all opportunities regardless of time, et cetera, to help him spot setups and get additional practice. So training to RAS at the end of each pair, he'll put together the data into a spreadsheet, um, and this will contain all the stuff that we always talk about. He does mention this at the end that he'll, he's also gonna look for, after he has acquired all the data, he's gonna look for like ideal, if, if there are any kind of trends on like, or patterns, I guess, on ideal times to trade or ideal times to, to stay away. Um, actually, he says that in the very next sentence. Sorry. Um, next is beginning live trading. This is after this would be after the back testing. So once he has all his data, he will determine what hours he can trade and also build his portfolio of pairs. So after all 28 pairs are are um, analyzed, 
he's going to look for if there are any trends or patterns in time, but also building out the ideal portfolio. Now, I would say this. This is where I would step in. So, this is where you. This is where your timeline, your goal setting timeline comes into play, right? Because there are two things we want to consider at this point. One, we never want to rush into trading, so we we shouldn't be going in with the mindset where it's like, hey, I want to trade as quickly as possible. But on the other hand, we also don't necessarily want to push back our trading past when we're able to trade. So a lot of this will depend on what is your overall goal. So let, let, let's let's say that let's say that Jacob's goal, and this is just me making this up. Let's say Jacob's goal is my goal is to start trading live by January 1. Right? January 1, 2024. What that gives him, what is this? June, July, August, September, October, November, December. Seven months, right? Is it possible to get 28 pairs, five years of data tested in seven months? Uh, yeah, right? That is doable. So there's the possibility that Jacob can have all of his data and be able to analyze it and go through it and fine tune it all by January 1 and be fine. But let's say that Jacob's goal was, hey, September 1st. My goal is September 1st because, you know, whatever, forever, whatever reason that is. He may not be able to get 28 pairs of back testing done in June, July, August, right? Three months. So the question is, well, what if you've done 10 pairs? Take your horse. What if you've done 10 pairs and you found a handful of pairs that give you good results within those 10 pairs? Is it okay to get started with using that 10 pair sample size and choosing whatever pairs in, in, in within that, that, uh, that basket? I would say, yeah. Right. So you could, and one method is going to be personal preference, right? But you could look at the entirety of everything and then dial in on your ideal portfolio, right? Obviously it's going to take you a little longer to do that. Or, you can get started and add on the way, similar to like if you're adding different strategies. So let's say you test, you get through five pairs, right? And I did this with the DKC. I didn't test all 28 pairs, right? Let's say you get through five pairs or 10 pairs, sorry, and you find five that work. Well, it may not be a bad idea if, if, if say, hey, I'm going to start with this five pair portfolio. I'm going to start trading it. Right, Because once I start trading it, I put myself in a position where I can either start eliminating that learning curve, meaning all the, the weird, funny, dumb stuff we're going to do as new traders, and or I can start making money. While I'm making money and or eliminating all the, the dumb, funny, new trader stuff, I can continue to test the rest of my pairs on the back end. Right, We, we, we want to get that that live trading, and I want to be very careful if I say this, we, we want to get that live trading process started as quickly as possible as long as we're ready. So again, not as quickly as possible, just like, hey, go out and live trade right away. Like, But as soon as we feel like we're ready to live trade, we want to do it because there's going to be that learning curve. We're going to take our bumps and bruises. That's going to come at some point. So we might as well get it out the way right now, right? I told my kid this the other day. I was at a, 
I was at a, a field trip day with my oldest, and he went to this this um, this little resort type thing in, in the woods. Where they had this cool pool, and so we're only there for like three hours, I think it is. And my kid doesn't really like the water, so like it's this really really cool pool. And he's sitting on the sideline, like dipping a toe, and like ooh too cold, ooh too cold. And I'm like, look, man, we only got three hours, right? We got two choices. We we can we can spend three hours of, of you dipping this toe in and you never get in because this is how it always happens, right? He, he did it before at a birthday party where it was like we had a pool party and I don't want to get in the water. I don't want to get in the water, right? And then like he finally gets in the water and he's having fun, time of his life. And then like 10 minutes later, party's done. And then he's crying because he's like, I don't want to get out. And I'm like, well, you wasted three hours getting in. And I'm like all frustrated and stuff like that because, you know, <laughs> that's all I am. So I'm trying, to, I'm trying to relive this. Like, just get in right away. Go through your little bit of pain. Adapt yourself to the water. And then you can have two hours of fun in the water instead of taking like whatever two hours of dipping your toe in. So trading is, is, is very similar, right? We... And again, it's very important that I say as soon as you're able, because I don't want to. I don't want to put together the wrong message. Like we're just saying, like, hey, just jump into the pool right away and, and, and do it when you're not ready. As soon as you feel like you're able to, we want to get that process of getting into the water, letting us be cold, and, and adapting ourselves. That way, we can get that out the way, and then start having fun in the pool, aka making money with trading, and we have more time to to do that. Right, instead of adding another six months waiting. So that's another method as well. Again, it, it's, it all depends on you personally. It all depends on your goals, your time available. But I would say that if you have something that works, get started with it, continue to test in the background, and you can always make adjustments later. So if, you, if, you, if your plan is to do a five pair portfolio and, and you get started and then you start testing more pairs and then like, you find three more that work, then at another point in time, end of year, end of quarter, whenever you do your bigger evaluation, now you can say stuff where it's like, okay, hey, I'm gonna add these three pairs and you gotta, you know, you gotta adjust your money management and whatnot. Or hey, I'm gonna add two of these pairs and replace these other pairs with them like that. Um, that's another approach that we can take. Um, George says, uh, that's when your live trading becomes priority over your back testing because some people that go live, but still priorities their back testing and forget to place orders when they should. Yeah. And that's very important too, is it, it is a different balance when you're doing both. It is a different balance when you're doing both. Now, fortunately in this trader's case, um, we'll see this with his routine later. And I don't know if I'll share that or not, but I read his routine. So he's got specific hours of trading, um, cause he's at work <laughs> and then like, he has designated hours for like continued education and back testing. So it's it's you'll need to do something like this trader where you separate it, where it's like, hey, during the week I'm trading, back testing, I'll do that either an hour at night or I'll do that during the weekend. But yeah, that is true. Uh, plenty of time I have I have been consumed with back testing and have neglected trading opportunities. Um, just because, especially for me as a swing trader, you know, you kind of get bored. Things don't happen all the time and you're like ah nothing's gonna happen today and then you don't look at it and you forget because you're you're in that back testing mood and, and one hour in back testing it turns into like four hours very very quickly um so it's it's very important to, to kind of make sure you manage that um separate them set alarms um you know have someone come in and slap you i don't care what you do um that, that that's a very underrated 
point, uh, George. I'm glad. I'm glad you made that. Um, so that was one comment I had on on this trading plan here. Hope you enjoyed. And remember, if you ever want to be involved with us at Tier1Trading.com, it's simple. Just head over to the website, www.Tier1Trading.com. You can sign up. You can start taking courses. You can download software. You can join some live sessions and start getting your trading on track. We've worked with so many traders over the years. We're really good at helping traders become successful. But of course, the, the main part of success is you and, and you being in a situation where you're held accountable and you're also motivated, not just internally, but externally as well. So check it out, www.tier1trading.com. I recommend starting with the risk-free trial membership. It gives you a chance to feel us out and see if we're the right fit before you make any type of commitment.